0: Good morning. It's good to see everyone out this morning. Thank you for being out with us on this beautiful Lord's Day to worship God together. I'm going to ask you to open up your Bibles first to the book of Numbers. We're going to look at two different examples of uh, two individuals that were told about in the book of Numbers and the book of Second Chronicles this morning. And we're going to do a little compare and contrast exercise together today. The idea that I want us to think about as we look at both of these individuals and the word I want you to keep in your mind throughout the course of this lesson is the word wholeheartedly. So we're going to look at two individuals, one of whom served the Lord wholeheartedly and one of whom did not serve the Lord wholeheartedly. And we're going to look at the two different paths that those two individuals took in their lives as a result of their decisions. I'm going to put both of these passages up on the screen behind me, but you're welcome to turn there and read if you would like. We're going to begin in Numbers chapter 14. Numbers chapter 14, and we're going to look specifically at what is said there about Caleb. Now, Caleb, as you'll remember, was one of the 12 spies that was sent in to spy out The promised land and they were to bring a report back and tell whether or not they thought that they were going to be able to go in and take the land. As you recall, 10 of the spies came back and they told stories of giants and armies that were going to be insurmountable for the people of Israel. We can't do it. They're too big. They're too many. They're too powerful. We can't do it. But there were two, two men. Who came back, Caleb being one of them, who came back and said, with God's help, we can take the land of promise. This is what's said about Caleb in Numbers chapter 14 and verse number 24. But because my servant Caleb has a different spirit and follows me wholeheartedly, I will bring him into the land he went to. And his descendants will inherit it. Other translations read fully. He follows me fully. I want you to think about that. Again, thinking about what we know about Caleb. Thinking about the decisions that he made. The, the dedication that he showed to God. His willingness to follow God. Even into difficult circumstances. Caleb was someone who followed God wholeheartedly? Now let's look at another example, this time in the book of Second Chronicles. Second Chronicles chapter 25 tells us the story of King Amaziah. King Amaziah, who ruled over Israel at the time. Listen to what is said about Amaziah at the very outset of the descriptions that were given in regards to him in 2 Chronicles chapter 25, beginning in verse number 1. Now, Amaziah was 25 years old when he became king, and he reigned in Jerusalem 29 years. His mother's name was Jehoadan. She was from Jerusalem. He did what was right in the eyes of the Lord, but not whole. Heartedly. Isn't that interesting? Now, Do you see the difference between what is said about these two individuals? Caleb being one that followed the Lord wholeheartedly, and Amaziah, while he was one who did right in the eyes of the Lord, he didn't do so wholeheartedly. What, is that, what does that mean? What, what is the difference between someone who follows God wholeheartedly and someone who does what's right in the eyes of the Lord, but not wholeheartedly. We're going to talk about what the difference is this morning. Now, the outcome in these two individuals' lives tell us a lot about what the difference is. We're told there in Numbers chapter 14 that Caleb and his descendants were going to be allowed to go in and inherit the land of promise because of Caleb's faithfulness. Amaziah, on the other hand, as you continue to read through 2 Chronicles chapter 25, you will read about a king who, while he started out serving God, while he started out seemingly wanting to do what's right, what he ended up doing as he gained a little bit of success, as he conquered a couple of nations, the next thing you know, he's bringing in their gods to be his own. And thus begins the downfall of Amaziah. And as he is a man who refuses to serve God wholeheartedly, ultimately what ends up happening as you continue on in chapter 25, just read with me briefly, beginning in verse number 20. But Amaziah would not heed, for it came from God that he might give them into the hand of their enemies, because they sought the gods of Edom. So Joash, king of Israel, went out, and he and Amaziah, king of Judah, faced one another at. Bethshemesh, which belongs to Judah and Judah was defeated by Israel and every man fled to his tent then Joash the king of Israel captured Amaziah king of Judah the son of Joash the son of Jehoaz and brought him to Jerusalem and broke down the wall of Jerusalem from the gate of Ephraim to the corner gate 400 cubits and he took all the gold and silver all the articles that were found in the house of God with Obed-Edom, the treasures of the king's house and hostages and returned to Samaria. Amaziah, the son of Joash, king of Judah, lived 15 years after the death of the son of Jehoaz, king of Israel. Continue on there, you can see that Amaziah tried to flee and was captured and killed. It's not exactly the hero's welcome It's not exactly the story of success, certainly in contrast to a man like Caleb. So what's the difference? What's the difference between someone who served God wholeheartedly and someone who did not serve God wholeheartedly? There's two phrases, two, two things that came to mind as I was thinking about this and thinking about these two stories and the distinction between these two individuals. When you read about Amaziah, again, a man who started off well, a man who started off seeking to serve God and wanting to do what was right, he did what was right in the eyes of the Lord until he thought he had a better way. See, he did what was right in the eyes of the Lord until he got some success under his belt. And then... He thought he could make his own rules. And so he brings the gods of the nations that he's defeated back to his hometown. And he begins to set them up as his own gods. He was okay serving God at first until he thought he had a better way. Until he thought he could do it for himself. That's not the type of man that Caleb was. In fact, Caleb recognized his own shortcomings and the shortcomings of his people. But Caleb did what was right in the eyes of the Lord because he knew there was no other way. So when Caleb saw the giants of the land and the strength of that nation, he realized that if it truly was strength against strength, army against army, they were going to lose. So why did he go back and say, yes, we can take them? Because he knew that God was with them. There was no other way they could do it. There was nothing they could do to conquer that land on their own. But Caleb was a man who served God wholeheartedly. He was a man who was obedient to God with his whole heart. He realized that serving God meant doing so, even in the face of opposition, that was far too great. For him or anyone else to overcome on their own. One served God wholeheartedly and one did not. So what I want to ask you this morning, as you think about the difference between those two individuals, you think about the different approaches that they took to obedience towards God, I want you to ask yourself in a moment of honesty, which of those statements most likely resembles you? Which of those two statements on the board most likely resembles you? Are you all in on following God and His directives for your life? Are you fully devoted to serving Him and being obedient to Him? Even when, in the eyes of the physical world around you, it doesn't make any sense, are you still devoted to serving God wholeheartedly? Or, are you all about serving God and all about following his directives, as long as you can't see a better way to do it? Now obviously, I think all of us would like to answer that question the first way that I described, and I hope that we all can, but I want to challenge you to think honestly about how you conduct yourself, and the decisions that you make, and the choices that you make day in and day out. Do they reflect someone who is serving God wholeheartedly? Or do they reflect someone who's doing what's right in the eyes of the Lord, but not wholeheartedly? Let me give you a few examples to spur you to think about some things on your own. Think about the responsibility that we have to submit ourselves to the leadership and the direction of our elders. Are you someone who will submit yourself to the leadership and the direction of the elders, Or are you someone that will submit yourself to the leadership and the direction of the elders until we disagree? Are you someone who is willing to follow and obey God wholeheartedly? Or are you someone who is going to do what's right in the eyes of the Lord, but you're going to stop short of full devotion? What about when it comes to our marriages? When it comes to our marriages, are you one who will say, yes, I understand the vows that I made to my spouse, and I understand what God has said about marriage, and I am in it for the long haul. It is till death do us part, or until they have just put me through one too many things. I don't deserve to be treated like that. God wants me to be happy. He, didn't, he wouldn't want me to live in an unhappy marriage. Are we wholeheartedly turning our lives over to God? Or are we doing so until we think we found a better way? Or until we think we know better? Assembling with the saints, the most important part of my week... Being here with my brothers and sisters is of utmost importance to me. And I value that and I protect that because that's what God wants me to do until. You know, I I got a big deadline at work and the boss calls and he really needs me there. I, I know, uh, yeah, I know what I said about the importance of being here and assembling with the saints and and being here together. But you just you just don't understand the pressures I'm under at work. Or surely God wouldn't want my child to miss out on the opportunity to to learn the value of team sports and to be there for their team. Or yes, being here and assembling together, it's important. I understand that, and I'm all in. But man, I was out really late last night, and I just need that extra couple hours of sleep. You see the difference? You see the the Caleb mindset of wholehearted devotion, wholehearted obedience to God, and the Amaziah mindset? Of wanting to say and do what's right to a certain extent. One more example our worship together this morning. It is paramount and doing so with my whole heart is of utmost importance. I am here to pour my heart out to God and to edify and build one another up until until I get that buzz from my phone and it takes my attention away from what I'm here to do. Or I've got the worst singing voice. I'll kind of act like I'm singing but to sing with my whole heart that would be kind of embarrassing what if somebody hears me or what if I'm here with friends or others may see me in my eagerness in serving the Lord and how embarrassing that might be are we serious about serving God with our whole heart You know, we can read the stories of Caleb, and we can read the stories of Amaziah, and it's easy for all of us to say, I want to be Caleb. I want to have the attitude and the mindset and the conviction and the devotion that he had. It's easy for us all to say that. But this isn't an exhaustive list. We could go on and on all morning long about different ways in our lives where we have to make decisions every single day that are going to demonstrate whether or not We are in wholehearted service to God. We have to be honest with ourselves about how we answer those calls. Are we truly, truly in our heart of hearts in wholehearted service to God? Because one of the things that stands out as you read through scriptures There is wholehearted service to God, and there is not serving God. Those are your two options. God wants us all. He wants our all. See, it didn't matter whether or not Amaziah did some of the things that God wanted him to do. God wants and needs people who are going to do all of the things that he wants and needs them to do. In the face of the giants, what are you going to say? If we're being honest with ourselves, the things up here on the screen, we could get a lot more challenging things than some of the things I've got up here on the screen behind me. A lot more challenging than some of these. How do you answer the call to serve God wholeheartedly there's so many other examples that we could go to in scripture to illustrate this point you see the story of the rich young ruler in Luke chapter 18 as he talks about having obeyed the commandments and kept them from his youth and Jesus says you're still lacking something go and sell all that you have and follow me that was too much for him You see, he was was willing to follow God to an extent. He was willing to give his life in devotion until. Until just a little too much was asked. Until that stepping out in faith was just a little more than he could stomach. Even when Jesus calls his apostles to follow him. He tells them, you leave everything, and you come and follow me. He told them that not because the physical things that they had, or their jobs, or their family, not because any of that was bad, not because he didn't want them, not because he wanted them to neglect their responsibilities, he said that because he wanted to see whether or not they were willing to serve him with their whole hearts. That's what he asks of us as well. When he asks us to turn our lives over to him, to submit our will to him, to put to death the old man, he's asking us, are you willing to give up everything to follow me? Are you willing to serve me wholeheartedly? You see, that's what it takes to be a child of God's. We have to be willing to give our all to him, trusting, trusting that he loves us and that he cares for us, that he wants good for us, and that he knows what's best for us. When I try and put myself in the shoes of Caleb, as he comes back, after having spied out the land. And he, along with Joshua, stand before the people. And the ten other spies tell the story of the giants, tell the story of just how insurmountable the odds would be. I wonder if there were ever any thoughts in their minds of our... Are we sure... we're we're saying the right thing here? Are we sure we're doing the right thing? Because if, if we tell these people that it's okay to go in and to take this land and they do it and they all die in the process, it's on us. There were real life consequences at stake for Caleb and Joshua because of what they were about to say. And the two of them were standing all alone it was their wholehearted devotion to God that allowed them and compelled them in that moment to stand up and to say what God wanted and needed them to say. And whether or not in the moment they had any second thoughts or concerns, I can guarantee beyond the shadow of a doubt looking back on it, they wouldn't change a thing. Because those two stood for the truth in the face of opposition because they were all in. And God recognized that. God recognized that and God rewarded that. And he'll do the same for us today. But we have to be wholeheartedly in service to him. If we try and walk the line, if we try and sit on the fence, if we try and have one foot in the world and one foot in service to God, in service to God, then we're going to be just like Amaziah. Eventually we will fall. Eventually we will realize that trying to serve God with anything less than our whole heart is simply inadequate. I appreciate Tim read from Ephesians chapter 6 before we began this morning. And we've talked about this over the past several weeks. We've talked about the theme of of being a soldier for Christ. And we've looked at Ephesians chapter 6 on a couple of different occasions. And we've talked there about how God gives to us the whole armor to put on. And it's a very easy visual for us to realize that putting on anything less than the whole armor of God leaves us vulnerable. It is inadequate for the battle that we are facing. Well, in the same way, serving God with anything less than our whole heart, being obedient to God with anything less than our whole heart is simply inadequate. He demands and he requires our all. We read before we began from Colossians chapter 3. One of the reasons that I chose that passage and really like that passage of scripture. is because it drives home the point that while God doesn't promise us that anything will be easy in this life. He does promise us that if we serve him with our all, it will be easy. Worth it. Whatever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord. Knowing that from the Lord you will receive the reward of the inheritance. For you serve the Lord Christ. Serving God wholeheartedly is not easy. Caleb's a wonderful example of the courage it takes to do that. Serving God wholeheartedly in this world is going to bring about persecution and suffering. Jeremy talked about that just last week. But serving God wholeheartedly brings a reward that makes any hardship that we may experience this side of eternity worth it. That's the kind of man I want to be. I want to be like Caleb. I want to follow his example. I want to serve God wholeheartedly. I want to be a follower of the Lord Christ so that I can enjoy the reward that he's promised. If you're here this morning, I want you to think about what it means to serve God with your whole heart. Think about what it means to turn your life over to him. If you haven't become a child of God. But you know what the Bible teaches. You understand sin and its consequences. You understand what Jesus has done. And the grace that has been extended to you. But you have chosen to this point. Not to be obedient in baptism. You're living very similarly to Amaziah. You're doing some things that are good. And you understand what it is that you're supposed to do and what God wants you to do. But there is, there is still something that is keeping you from giving yourself wholly to God. It is my hope and prayer this morning. And if that describes you, you will take that step to give yourself to God wholly in baptism this morning. And to allow him to take away the sins of your life that you can enjoy the relationship with him that he created you to have. If you're a Christian, if you have given yourself to God, but maybe you also could be described in much the same way, that maybe there was a time in your life where you were in wholehearted devotion to God, but maybe as you have those honest conversations with yourself this morning, Maybe some of the examples I put up on the screen behind me made you a little uncomfortable. Or maybe you're thinking of some of your own. We serve a loving and compassionate, and thanks be to God, a patient Savior. and One who is waiting for you to come back. Just like the story of the prodigal son, the father stands waiting to embrace you you'll turn your life back to him and serve him wholeheartedly if we can help you do that this morning please come to the front and let us know how as we stand and sing